Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. Saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code RTFP. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. 18 plus 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Voidware prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday. Professor Greg Cosell, class is in session. From NFL Films, NFL Matchup University, we are presented by DraftKings, always America's number one rated sportsbook app, which is a sportsbook app you should use because they support this show. We will have a new Spread the Word winner via social media tomorrow, and I I have so many awesome press passes. All you guys have to do is quote tweet either at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod, and you got a great shot or go ahead and share on Facebook, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. And you have an unbelievable shot. Then we've got the sponsor confirmation email winner. I'm giving away another Madden and we'll see. We'll see who wants it. I haven't even checked my email in the last 24 hours. Ross at Ross Tucker.com. Cause I'm hopeful several of you want to get one of these free Madden copies. And then the YouTube shout out youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL still racking up the patrons who want the even money bets in black and white. And I think they want to be a part of the community, the private Tuckhead Slack channel, Mitchell Tracy, Austin Kessler, Andy Rangley. Love it. Just like I love Greg Cosell. It's big show time. The big show. All right, Greg, as always, a lot to get to man. I got to find out. Uh, what you think about Jalen Smith and Stephon Gilmore and Justin Fields is now the starter in Chicago. But this is maybe just for me, although it sounds like he could be a really high pick in next year's draft, so it might relate to a lot of people. But Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time, I'll be calling New Mexico State at Nevada. And Nevada has a really good quarterback, Carson Strong, He's a redshirt junior. He was the Mountain West Offensive Player of the Year last year. His stats are impressive. I guess my question is, Greg, have you watched him? Because it feels like some of these other highly touted guys, Sam Howell, Spencer Rattler, maybe haven't been playing as well as people hoped. But, I mean, Carson Strong, they just beat Boise State 41-31. What do you know about this kid from Nevada that I'm going to be checking out? Well, let me just say this, Ross. You asked me before the season if there were two quarterbacks that I was 
I was intrigued by. And then I gave you two names and you were surprised at that point. This is back in August. I said Carson Strong and Kenny Pickett, if you remember. And Carson Strong, I did watch him this summer. I watched five games from his 2020 season. And I was really intrigued. He's more of a conventional pocket quarterback, but he does have enough athleticism and movement ability so that he's not defeated if the defense wins early in the down. He's got an aggressive throwing mindset. He's got the refined ability to change pace and speed on his throws. There's some things that he needed to clean up based on his 2020 tape. Of course, I've not seen him yet with his 2021 tape. Um, but I think there's a really strong pocket quarterback functional mobility profile to build upon. He's got natural throwing ability. He looks tall in the pocket. I was really intrigued with the five games I watched in his 2020 tape. Awesome. Um, I, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, like, you know, Greg, it's it's just nice to watch guys throw live yeah. and to size him up and, and see what he's like. So I will be in Reno, my furthest game of the year. I, usually I do the noon game. This week I'll be on at midnight, Greg. It'll be the other well, tuck at 12. I feel badly, Ross, but I'm usually asleep at that time. So sorry. Well, you need to be because the matchup shows on at like 5.30 in the morning. So <laughs> right. I know you like to watch it over and over and over. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Let's get to some of these other guys. You know, it appears as if Jalen Smith is going to sign with the Packers today. You know, let's be honest, Greg. He can't be playing very well if the Cowboys are cutting him, even though they owe him $7 million. Right. He's one of those guys that he hadn't I, – I feel like he had an awesome year and or maybe two years. It was two years ago. He had a really, really good season. He was not as good last year. And clearly uh, this year he's playing far fewer snaps. I think he'd only played up to this point through four games about 55% of their snaps. Micah Parsons has really become the dominant player for them. He moved back to playing stacked linebacker this past week for the most part. They've got another rookie, Jabril Cox from LSU, who they like, who will now get more snaps. Um, so I think they felt within the context of their defense that he was going to play less and less, and therefore he didn't need to be there. Um, he still can run a little bit, but he did not play particularly well a year ago. That's for certain. Yeah, um, that that seems like that seems like the case. What about Carolina trading for Stephon Gilmore? Yeah, and I think Gilmore can still play at a pretty high level, by the way. Um, I think Carolina is doing what every team wants to do in today's NFL. You never have enough quality corners. Think about their defensive profile now. They've got two edge rushers in Hassan Reddick and Brian Burns who can win one-on-one -on -one matchups. They've got a, a, a country-strong D tackle in Derek Brown. They've got speed at linebacker with Shaq Thompson. And now they've got four or five quality NFL corners. And I think the trade for Gilmore is important for another reason, too. C.J. Henderson, who they had just traded for last week, is a fairly high-traits caliber young corner prospect. You hear, and I'm just speaking about what I hear, that he needs to grow up and mature. My guess is Stephon Gilmore can really help in that cornerback room because Gilmore is about as competitive and as tough and professional as any corner in the league. So now they've built up. Look what they have. They've got Gilmore, who was a top-ten pick. They've got Henderson, who was a top-ten pick last year, 
Horn will be back. He's a top 10 pick this year. They've got A.J. Boye, who's a veteran who's been around the block. They've got Jackson, I mean, who I believe was also a first-round pick. I mean, this is what teams want. You never have enough corners in this league, but their defensive profile is pretty strong right now. It's a really interesting point on so many levels. You know, he, they're not doing an extension right away. He's only under contract for the rest of this year. With the J.C. Horn injury, part of me wonders if they're just going to keep him for the rest of this year and then see what happens because they do have all those other guys. No but question. I think your point about him helping C.J. Henderson is a really good one that he can rub off on him the rest of the year, gives them a chance to make the playoffs be competitive this year, and then see what they want to do because he might get a lot of money from somebody else so they can see how that plays out. But keep uh, one but thing in mind. Gives them options. Keep one thing in mind. They they may be in a position to give him money. I don't follow the cap stuff carefully, so I can't. I could be talking out of my you know what here. But with Henderson and Horn, that money they don't have to deal with those guys from a money standpoint for at least two years. So theoretically, if they wanted to pay Gilmore, uh, I know they would have the Darnold situation. You know, there's other factors which I don't know. So someone listening to this could tell me I'm wrong. You know, but and maybe I am. But I know in the cornerback room, they don't have to dish out a lot of money at any time in the immediate future. Let's get to Chicago, where they made the announcement that Justin Fields will be the starter moving forward. Obviously, statistically and visually, Sunday against Detroit looked light years better than the week before against the Browns. You know, I guess the question is, Greg, what did you see? How much of that was Fields' improvement? How much of that was different things the Bears did with him schematically to help him? There's some of that. They uh, One thing they did the same as the week before was um, quick game concepts with five-man protection. The difference in this game was the throws were there, they were clean, and Fields was under less quick pressure, so it allowed him to make the throws. Um, the other thing they did in this game, which they did not do the week before, was they did a lot more play action with more max pro six and seven man protection concepts. And that allowed fields to be clean in the pocket and drive the ball down the field. And he made some big time throws at the intermediate and deeper levels. Um, So they did some of the same things they did the week before against a lesser defense. So it allowed those things to be successful. And then they added the play action pass game with the max pro and the, and the downfield throwing. And as I said, he, he, He can drive the football. He's got a big arm. Fair to say encouraging performance. Without question. Obviously, the game played out exactly the way they would want it to. They got ahead. They ran the ball. You know, running the ball, I don't know. Did you you happen to hear Brandon Staley speak earlier this week about the importance of the run game? I did. Yep. I mean, to me, that was brilliant. So I think when you run the ball – it, it helps in so many ways. You could say the same about Trevor Lawrence. I know they lost, but Lawrence only threw 25, uh, 24 balls, I believe, last week. And it was the first game in four games that they had a productive and volume run game. And it helps on so many levels. And I strongly suggest people listen to what Brandon Staley said, because we live in an era where people just think the run game is totally irrelevant and that nothing could be farther from the truth. Uh, you know, the only thought I had about that, Greg, <clears throat> if he was really smart, he wouldn't say things like that 
in public so that other people would finally figure <laughs> out why there's value in the run game. You well, know? you know, Brandon Staley, you know that he that's not a concern for him. He has great conviction in what he believes, and he's incredibly intelligent. Tonight's game, Rams-Seahawks. Always want to get to the Thursday nighter with you. Yes. Uh, you know, both these teams are really interesting. Seattle's kind of been up and down. The Rams, uh, you know, had their worst performance by far against Arizona. Give me, give me what you think of these teams. What you, what you'll be looking at tonight? Yeah, I thought Stafford was off last week, and that's one reason I thought their their offense did not really look very good. But a couple of things are fascinating to me based on tape study watching these teams. Um, number one, the Rams clearly have committed in their nickel and dime to playing Jalen Ramsey inside. He is not an outside corner. You know, all this week people are saying, oh, going to be a great matchup, Ramsey versus Metcalf. Well, last week Ramsey lined up over DeAndre Hopkins four times. They don't play him that way. They're not a man coverage defense. In fact, they played near the bottom of the NFL in terms of snaps of cover one. They are a zone-based defense, and in their nickel and dime, Ramsey is an inside player. So that's what they've done. That fascinates me. The Seahawks, on the other hand, they're another team that hardly plays any man coverage at all. They play predominantly zone, and they're struggling to play it well. They've not played particularly good defense this year. And offensively, they have run the fewest plays in the NFL by a wide margin. They've not had a game through four games this year, Ross, where they've run more than 56 offensive plays. In the NFL today, that's unbelievable. Um, So they just cannot sustain offense right now, either running the ball or throwing the ball. So what they're dependent upon is Russell Wilson, as he did a week ago, making a special play here and there. Wow, that is interesting. That's not very many plays. I had no. not heard that. Um, I can't – it's rare to have less than 60 snaps. I mean, in today's NFL, it's almost rare to have less than 70 snaps, the way teams, you know, go up-tempo at times, some no-huddle. Uh, you know, believe me, I know because when I pull up the, the tape, I always look to see the number of snaps, and if I see, you know, 81, I just groan for a second because I know I have to watch a lot of plays. <laughs> Exactly. What about um, what about the Eagles and the Panthers? I guess I'm curious about this game. It feels like a very important game for both teams. Yeah, I mean, I think that the uh, uh, the Eagles are. It's interesting. I mean, again, it, it gets into that whole debate about running the ball, and I know that you know my good friend Joe Banner is is not a big believer in the run game, and 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 that's fine. I mean, I know there's a lot of teams that come out throwing, and then they get ahead, and then theoretically they run the ball later. You could make the argument that the the Cowboys back in the early '90s played that way, throwing the ball and then running it with Emmett in the second half. Um, but the Eagles are not running it at all, and I'm just curious as to if they're going to get to some kind of run game or if this is going to be their offense. Because right now Jalen Hurts, I think he's showing really good flashes of being a quality quarterback, Ross. I know you you look at the Eagles as well. Um, so I think he's showing flashes of that. The question is whether he can develop the patience and pocket poise that's needed to make the throws that he leaves on the field when he breaks down in the pocket prematurely and drops his eyes. He's got a tendency to do that, and he leaves too many throws on the field that are there, including some touchdowns. Very interesting. Um, you know, before I forget, Greg, you know, everybody last week was talking about 
Bill Belichick and yep. we'll know what he's doing against Tom Brady. Like he knows him, his weaknesses better than anybody. Collinsworth kept talking about during the game that the Patriots were changing their coverage every time, you know, changing up the looks they were giving him. Obviously that's hard to see from the TV copy. What did you see when you looked at the the coaching tape? Yeah, they had a defined def- defensive template, particularly on, on important downs, third down, uh, other important downs. They basically played cover one, and uh, where there were multiple was in all their front looks. That's where they were really multiple. On the back end, they played predominantly cover one. They matched Jackson on Evans, Jones on Brown, and Mills on Godwin. That was the way they played the large majority of the game. Where things changed – was when the Bucks got inside the 30-yard line, which my guess is is where Belichick saw the red zone beginning, the 30-yard line. That's where you started to see more combination looks, more hybrid coverage concepts, more pre-snap movement. But for people watching on TV, seeing all that movement with the front, that's what Belichick did. There was a lot of front movement. And, and when he did pressure, obviously, against Brady, where do you pressure up the middle? That was the focus of what Belichick did. But on the back end, they were pretty predominantly heavy cover one. As I said, they did not do a lot of, of you know, crazy stuff on the back end. A couple other games I wanted to ask you about. Uh, let's get to the Giants and the Cowboys. The, the Giants offense – has looked a lot better the, the last couple games, it feels like. Uh, certainly Daniel Jones, it feels like he's playing better. Yeah, uh, Daniel Jones is playing much, much better. And I, I think even if you go back to week two, the game they uh, they lost to Washington, I think Jones has been much firmer, much stronger in the pocket. Um, I think that he's he's been far more efficient. I think now that they're settling in with Galladay healthy as the boundary X, with Tony now there, predominantly lining up outside. I think you'll see him move around as he starts to uh, play more snaps, more weeks. John Ross was a factor this week. I'm curious to see if they use him more with more snaps. But Jones has been extremely efficient. He's only thrown one interception, and that was at the end of the first half this week where he just threw it up on a Hail Mary. Um, So this offense has a different look to it. And Barkley started to show more juice. So I think you'll see him become more of a factor in the run game. I'm kind of fascinated to see where this offense goes. On the other side of the ball, the Cowboys have gone old school, Ross. The last three games, okay, they have been so good running the ball on first down. And that's been kind of their foundation, first down running. Elliott on first down runs the last three games is 6.5 yards per rush. Pollard, first down rushing last three games, 7.8 yards per rush. And these are are on meaningful carries. We're not talking about, you know, nine or ten carries. Look at Dak Prescott. I think he's playing at a really high level, but he has not had more than 30 pass attempts in each of the last three games. This has almost become a running football team right now, uh, and and it's, it's fascinating given you know, what most people think of the league. Yeah, and and especially with all the weapons that the Cowboys seem to have and with Dak playing so well. Yeah, I mean, look, they can still – Dak is, is a high-level player, and they can still make plays down the field as they made with the Cooper touchdown. Um, but this has – they've become in some ways a running football team the last three weeks, and we'll see. I mean, this is – 
this could just be a function of, of who they played. That's something early in the season that it's always hard to know for sure if, hey, this is a template for a team or if this is merely a function of the opponents they play through the first quarter of a season. Lastly, uh, Greg, want to ask you about the Sunday nighter. It is a great one. The Bills and the Chiefs. Yeah. That's a very intriguing game. Look, they played in the AFC Championship game a year ago in which the Chiefs obviously won. Um, I think the Chiefs' defense is doing a lot of the same things with Steve Spagnuolo. They're just not doing them as well. I think their defense has been a little bit problematic. Frank Clark's been out. He's their best pass rusher off the edge. So their defense has just not been as good. And, And in the last two weeks, Josh Allen has looked much more like the Josh Allen of 2020. And they've got weapons on the perimeter. And the Chiefs are also hurting a bit at corner. Um, I thought Mahomes this week played really well. Um, the, the Eagles are a defense that tries to prevent the big play with a lot of two-shell coverages. I thought Mahomes was patient. I thought he played in structure really, really well. Um, so to me, this was a step forward for Mahomes. And not that he needs a step forward. But I thought he'd been a little too... Um, random the last number of weeks. So I thought this was a real positive. Now the question, there's some major questions for the Bills defense and they're significant. Matt Milano has a hamstring injury and I could easily make the argument based on tape study that he is the key to that defense. And if he is out, that's a big issue and a big concern for the Bills. Check him out on social media at Greg Cosell. That way you know how to consume all of his content, including the great NFL matchup show every weekend thank you greg ross appreciate it thanks and thank you Babel. new sponsor alert look huge fan of Babel. i'm sure you guys have heard about it already it's the number one selling language learning app and here's the two things that i love about it 15 minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go And we all know it's hard, you know, when you travel. My wife loves to travel. Now, we haven't done international travel since COVID, but hopefully we can get back to that soon. But with Babbel, you can learn greetings, menus, directions. Like, you don't need to learn the whole language necessarily. You can just learn the things you need to know, the the way you need to be able to communicate in any of the 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, German. It's awesome. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. So that's six months of Babbel for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code ROSS. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code ROSS. Babbel, language for life. Morning, Ross. Let's start with some of these landing spots. I know you discussed it with Greg. Thoughts on the Patriots trading Stephon Gilmore to the Panthers and Jalen Smith being poised to sign with the Packers. Well, the Patriots' strategy of leaking that they were going to release Stephon Gilmore at least helped them get something in return because that made no sense to not get anything for him because there would be a bunch of teams interested. So a 2023 six-round pick is not much, but it's something, and it's real. And by the way, the Panthers might just be renting Gilmore for the rest of the year. So you have to decide whether or not that six-round pick is worth it to rent a guy 
for seven million for a year who may or may not be healthy. So there's a lot, there's a lot to that, I would say. As for Jalen Smith, I don't know how much he's gonna help the Packers. You know, if the the Cowboys owed him a lot of money, if they thought he could still be effective, I think they'd still have him on their team. Takes. Some other moves include the Patriots officially signing linebacker Jamie Collins for the third time. Texans cutting wide receiver Anthony Miller and the Bears announcing Justin Fields is going to be their starting quarterback for the rest of the season. So I'll go in reverse order. So the Justin Fields move, this doesn't surprise me at all. As soon as Dalton got hurt, unless Fields was a disaster both games, and he kind of was the first game. But the second game, he showed you can win with him. They're one by 10. He played much better. As soon as that happened, you knew Dalton wasn't going to get the job back. As for Anthony Miller, coaches just don't like him, man. There is something about that guy that coaches don't like because always you always see him make a play here or there. But they people we talked about this in the fantasy feast with Joe Dolan. People just don't love what Anthony Miller does, whatever that is. And then Jamie Collins, it's hilarious. And he'll probably play well for New England again. And maybe he'll get paid by some other team again. Although this time they're not going to do it. Cleveland did it once. Detroit did it. They're not they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna be a third team that's gonna give Jamie Collins a lot of money based on what he does in New England, because he never does it anywhere else. Takes. Got a lot of injuries to get to as well, starting with the Lions putting center Frank Ragnow on IR. Yeah, you can just go through all these, Brian. All right. Also, Falcons, Nickelback, Isaiah Oliver out for the rest of the season. Uh, LSU cornerback, Derek Stingley, foot surgery. He's done for the season. Saints cutting Aldrich Grossas and signing Cody Parker as their kicker in the Dolphins. But wide receiver Will Fuller on IR with a broken finger. So the Lions losing Ragnow is a big loss. He's one of their best players. And the offensive line is they're trying to make that a strength. Never good for the Falcons to lose your nickel back. That's such an important position in today's NFL. You know, I saw a tweet where Derek Stingley, who's supposed to be a top 10 pick, said he's hopeful he can get back on the field with his teammates later in the season. Let me just tell you right now, that is not happening. A top 10 pick is not coming back from surgery, from foot surgery, to try to play college games for a team that's already lost a couple. It's just not happening. So we can just dismiss that right now. That's a uh, that's a Blutarski 0.0. As for Cody Parkey, I mean, this is the way kicking is, man. You have a, you have a bad game like Rosas, a couple of bad games, you're gone. It's 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 very simple. You got to keep making the kicks. And Will Fuller, at some point, people are just going to say you can you just can't count on the guy. He's just almost never available. So how can you have him on your roster and then a guy you're counting on? I, mean, I know people like to, the upside there and the playmaking, but at some point it's just it's like not worth it. Takes. All right, finally, there's a game tonight, Thursday Night Football. Seahawks hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Who you got? Yeah, I think it's going to be an awesome game, Bri. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be high scoring. Seattle's defense has been really bad this year. The Rams' defense has taken a pretty big step back. It seems like the switch from Brandon Staley to Raheem Morris has not been a good one. I like the Rams to bounce back. You know, the Seahawks kind of got the win they needed 
in San Francisco last week to stay in the mix. And now I think the Rams bounced back after they lost at home to the Cardinals. Kind of got humbled, kind of got a little bit of a reset. Like, okay, we're not really that great. We got to bring it every week. I like the Rams tonight, probably 27-24. I'd probably lay the two and a half with the Rams. But as those of you listening to Even Money Podcast know, I like the Seahawks teased up to uh, to getting eight and a half. I also love these shorts and the shirt, quite frankly, from 10,000. I've been telling you guys about it all week. It's just like freeing. It's the highest quality, best fitting, most comfortable training shorts I've ever worn. Look, here's what I would tell you guys. Sometimes I, I work out like in my underwear, right? Because I'm in the, my exercise room by myself and I just like the mobility. I like freeing. Well, you can't do that if you're in a hotel or if you're around other people. That's what wearing 10,000 shorts is like. Like that's, that's why I am now a 10,000 shorts guy because it's so lightweight. It's so comfortable. It doesn't feel like I'm wearing shorts at all, which is the idea. Like when you're working out, you, wanna, you don't want to feel like constricted by the shorts, especially if you're doing like, I like to do body weight squats. Like you don't want to feel like you're, constricted as you're doing them they're awesome over 10,000 five-star reviews for a reason and they're offering our listeners that's you guys 15% off your purchase go to 10,000.cc enter code Ross Tucker to receive 15% off your purchase that is 10,000.cc enter code Ross Tucker let's get to an email Brian Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address always, ross at rostucker.com. The cool thing about the email address, number one, that's how you get at me for anything. You want me to do a a speech or something or a Zoom or whatever it is, ross at rostucker.com. And then if you take advantage of any of our sponsors ever, like 10,000 or Babbel or whatever, Send me an email, ross at rossucker.com. Ask me any question you like. I love replying to your questions or responding to your questions, I guess. What do you got, Brian? If you could have had a walkout song when you played in the NFL, like Major League Baseball players have when they come up to bat, which song would it be? That is from Nick, a Rams fan in Minnesota. That's a good question, Nick. I don't know how you became a Rams fan in Minnesota, by the way, but that's a good question. Do you have one, bro? I, you know, I never even thought about it. I don't know. So, thank you, as always, Brian. They don't call you the best uh, producer in the business for nothing. Um, I would say, for me, I haven't really thought about it either. So I'm on the spot here. The two that came to mind for me, Nick, would be. Smashing Pumpkins, like, today is the greatest. Like, as I'd be walking up, it'd be going, today is the greatest day there ever was. Can't wait for tomorrow. Tomorrow is much too long. Like, something like that. Like, that, like, or um, Phil Collins in the air tonight. Like, and I don't know what part. Like, I've been waiting for this moment 
for all my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of those two, as I would walk out for – now, that's for baseball, but for football, that would be awesome. Nick, that's an amazing question. I love that question. Brian, did you think of one now? No, but I was just thinking, if you're going to go Phil Collins, do you do the drum solo right when you walk out? So I thought about that. I thought about that. Like, as you walk out, you can hear that part, and then, like, right before I get in the uh, batter's box, it goes, It's, It's so awesome. Gosh, I love that song. What is Phil Collins even? Like, who knew Phil Collins loved high school football so much? You know what I mean? It's unbelievable. I mean, he wrote a whole song about high. Isn't he from international? Yeah, he's British. Yeah. How did Phil Collins write a song about high school football at, at growing up in, in, in Britain? That's amazing. Um, speaking of amazing, cars, they're pretty amazing. Keep yours running well with fall car care month with AutoZone. This is the second day in a row that it's the last thing I'm telling you, and that's by design because I want you guys to take action, okay? Write it down on your to-do list. Write it down on your notes app. You know what? I'm overdue for an oil change. I'm overdue for a tune-up. I'm overdue to make sure my car's in good shape for the rest of the fall and, of course, the winter. So this fall car care month, Show your car you care. I'm big on this. Especially when I get to, I'm, I'm over 100,000 miles now. So now I'm like every 3,000 miles. Like I'm not messing around. Start by shopping your way at AutoZone.com. Wait for it. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Yes. Love it. Also love Pizza Boy Brewing. Sport of Culture. Vision Comics with an X. HumanHeadNYC.com. SteakhouseSports.com. I will be going ahead tomorrow, breaking down Thursday Night Football, and also making my picks for each and every game week number five in the National Football League tomorrow. You should already be all over the Fantasy Feast podcast. Joe Dolan dropped so many nuggets. It was amazing. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mention DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. you got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.